0: Red Sox and Yankees in action starting tonight at the stadium at the house Ruth built and Jeter renovated. A lot of hype. Yeah, a little bit of that going on. And uh, we now talk with Chris Mason from CNHI Sports Boston. Of course, he uh, wrote the article yesterday that we were talking about on the air about David Price uh, talking about the uh, circulation issue that he encountered last time he faced the Yankees. Uh, much uh, much colder weather uh, just a few weeks ago in April at Fenway Park. Uh, but uh, this article came out right before this Yankees series. Uh, Chris, first off, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on. How how was the trip to New York? Uh, it, uh, I I hope it was it was um, uh, uneventful in most uh, words.
1: Yeah, not not bad at all. Not bad at all. The Amtrak <laughs> is a, a good way to go. So uh, smooth ride.
0: I gotta. I, I really gotta think about that. That might be uh, might be nice. something to do. Um, with with this story, my my first question to you is. Did you go to him asking what happened on that night or did he say hey I want to tell you about something like how did, how did this whole thing come about because I was this totally came out of the blue for me like I expected this a couple days after the Yankee start or maybe before the next start afterwards. I didn't expect it you know a couple weeks later to, to, to pop out like this was uh, I was just kind of surprised.
1: So it was one of those things where right after the start he described the numbness in his hand um, that he had been feeling and nobody really followed up that night. he was kind of like yeah, there was numbness I couldn't grip the ball. Um, and then, so then he has his regular, like, throwing off of flat ground or whatever the next day, comes out of it fine, and, um, just starts talking a little more about what happened, and then the last question of a group interview was, like, he he was describing it again, and the last question was something along the lines of, is it a circulation issue? And he said, yeah, and then nobody followed up on that. So it was one of those ones I put in my back pocket for a little while, and then, like, right after that, they went on their, uh, 10-game West Coast trip. They I hadn't been back for a while, and I wasn't on that trip. Um, but then, yeah, I went to him last week, last Monday, and asked him if I could follow up a little bit because that's something that's interesting, and I didn't know why people hadn't followed it. And, yeah, he opened up a little bit about it, and then I thought it made sense to run it right before this Yankee series because it was the Yankees last time.
0: So this is something he's had the whole time, um, or since yeah. he was – and so you shake his hand, and it's like he stuck it out of an ice freezer?
1: Yeah, it was really cold. The way I like, I liken it to um, even if you're holding an iced coffee, like you go for a 10 minute walk with an iced coffee, you put it down, and then you go shake someone's hand. It was noticeably cold. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But you know, I I, I think the even more telling thing might have been, uh, like I, I think the the handshake is that was meant to more show that he was like willing to be like, hey, look, like this is definitely a real thing. But the proof really was in the outing against New York last time. In his three seasons here, I think that's the worst command that he's ever had. Um, he threw 35 pitches, only 16 for strikes, like three balls got crushed that were just meatballs in the zone. So you could tell that something wasn't right with him pretty immediately if you were watching closely. And um, yeah, then he just opened up about it a little more. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to look at it from another viewpoint. I mean, I feel bad for him. We've all yeah. had some little ailments like that. But if I'm in management and I sign him to a $200 million contract, is that something he should disclose as they're asking him going through his physical? Or did and, they and they just look past or did it? They, or? Yeah, and they said, well, we're not going to worry about it. We only we only have a couple weeks of cold weather. I wonder, do you know anything it's about that? So um, Dave Dombrowski has been very tight-lipped on that. Um, Evan Drellick from Comcast Sports New England also asked him about that and tried to go that route. Instead of, I asked Dave, like, what can you do to combat it? He asked, uh, did you know when you signed him? And he just said that he couldn't discuss it because it's a HIPAA violation. So we really have no idea um, if the Red Sox knew when they signed him to this deal. But um, it it sounds like one of those things that we're probably not going to find out. Yeah. Um, HIPAA violation, probably. Yeah yeah that's that's exactly what he said so it's tough but yeah so I asked him directly if it was Reynolds syndrome which is what it sounded like when he was describing it to me which is uh, a circulation issue where you lose blood flow to your fingertips when it's cold and then they go numb and it's supposed to be pretty painful too and that's where he gave me the answer where he said um they used like a lot of big words that I didn't know and I wasn't (laughs) familiar with which at first like you might be thinking, like, oh, well, that's kind of sketchy. But he did the exact same thing last year with his elbow with Dr. James Andrews after he went to see him in uh, spring training when it flared up. I'm not sure if you remember, but he just said, oh, he who's that? He was what is it? Like, what's up with the elbow? And he said, "It's, uh, oh, well, he said it's unique. I just have a unique elbow It's not going to need surgery. So he's always been kind of vague with injuries. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, he wouldn't give me an exact... An exact one, but I don't think that means there isn't one, you
0: know. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point. And that that kind of they got, he's got four years and one hundred and twenty seven million left on this contract. I'm yep. reading this, and he, here's my first thing. Okay, I know a, there's a lot of people that don't play pro baseball that have physical ailments that are that are uh, aggravated by being in weather that's that that doesn't match up to what their what their body needs. And, and he says in here um in tampa obviously i was in a dome we played texas a lot in october when i was in detroit we were in baltimore it was good weather had very good weather in october but i mean he's really you know he played at minima park i mean he's played in some warm weather cities he's got four years 127 million left on this deal um everybody says oh he's not gonna opt out of that david price to me seems like a guy who's not really motivated by money and i i feel like he he kind of probably went out of his shell a little bit to sign this contract because it was such a big deal. Is there a possibility that he might look at this and say, you know what, I might have an opportunity to get out of here and and get somewhere warmer, maybe prolong my career a little bit? I mean, yeah, that four years, 127 is nice, but if you're on the DL for two years of it, uh, rehabbing because you're you're aggravating injuries that are constantly bothering you, is it worth it? Do you think this might be something that that goes into his thought process uh, when it comes to the opt-out?
1: Well, I think there's a real possibility the opts out, but I don't know that this will be a catalyst for it just because it's, it's so infrequent here. You know, it's, like this is the first time it's really popped up in three seasons. And granted, he had a lot of time on the DL last year. Um, so I don't know that that would go into his thought process, but I wouldn't be shocked out if he, well, first he has to bounce back. Like he, if he pitches like this the rest of the year the way he has been lately, there's no way he opts out because on the free agent market, teams are going to look through the last two years and be like, okay, one of them you're on the deal the whole time, and the next one's not good, and you're 33. Like, we're not going to give you a huge deal, right?
0: Right. I well, especially be- with the offseason we saw this last offseason, where it was like, hey, dude, there's a lot of people still out there looking for work.
1: Precisely. But that's why I think if he bounces back, and even if he could see, uh, like, a $100 million deal maybe over four or five years, and he's only leaving, like, $27 million on the table... What is that really to him? What he's already made so much over the course of his career, you know. So I think there's a real possibility he could opt out, but I don't know how uh, how, how much
0: this particular condition would play into it. We are talking with Chris Mason from CNHI Sports Boston. Uh, of course, Red Sox Yankees uh, squaring off tonight. Big series for both teams, and I, this is. This is one of those things where you're going to be looking at the, t- the teams probably with the, the, I mean, they're probably going to have the best record in, uh, in the American League uh, headed down the stretch, or at this point at least they do. This is the highest, uh, this is the first time they've met each other in the regular season, uh, each with a 1-2 record since uh, since 2002. Um, this is one of those deals where I feel like the, the, this series is huge. I mean, it's not that it's going to keep somebody out of the playoffs, but it's going to keep somebody from having to play that one-game wild card.
1: I agree. I agree. This is definitely um, it's it, it's weird for a series in May to feel as important as this one does right now. Um, but yeah, it, it should be exciting. I'm I'm really curious to see how Pomerant, uh shows up tonight, just because he's had such that like uh, a roller coaster start. Really, that a good start here could go a long way in tor- in terms of uh, you know really moving his season forward. Um, but yeah, it, it's. It, it does feel like the stakes are higher in this series than usual, doesn't
0: it? It really does. And really you know does. what? Yeah. You know what, Chris? Just to go back on your point on Pomeranz, I was there when he uh, when he started against Binghamton uh, uh, at Hadlock, and I mean his fastball was topping out around 88, 89 Yeah. Now, I mean, it tickled ninety a couple of times, but yep. he didn't have control of it that great. In the in the post game scrum, his curveball was working really well. In the post game, uh, post game, and he gave up a he gave up a long dead center field homer off of a fastball as well. Which you know when you're giving up a when you're giving up a 425 foot home run to a double A guy, you're like, gee, I wonder why that happened. You know. Yep. So you ask him in the post game, he's like, well, you know, I should have used him a curveball more. But a lot of times guys aren't using their curveball because something's bothering them, you know, because physically it might hurt them a little bit more. And I wonder if he's still not 100 percent. I mean, there were health issues uh, uh, on his record that they were concerned about when they got him from San Diego. He really hasn't been always fully healthy. He had a really good year last year, but I still think they had to manage him a little bit. I wonder if he's a little banged up. And you made a really good point. He can either move his season forward uh, in this series against the Yankees or he might you know, end up again moving it backwards a little bit and leaving people with a few more questions because if he goes out and gets racked around, people are going to be wondering what's going on with Pomeranz. And he's a free agent, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think the velocity is definitely something to watch again tonight. Um, so before his last start, I asked him about that, and I, I wrote on him tipping pitches too and how the Sox thought that he might be doing that. But within that interview, I asked him about the velocity, because it was 88 to averaged the first two starts. And obviously, the difference between 88 and 92 is huge when you're through Pomerance, right? Yeah. So he said he thinks it's a mechanical issue. Like he, he said, while I was looking back over some of the tipping stuff, I found a mechanical issue that I think will help with the velocity, and I've been working on that. So then in the next start, it was a little faster, it averaged 89, but it was topping out at like 92. So I'm curious to see if that trend upward continues because he's just a completely different pitcher if he's in the high 80s as opposed to the low 90s.
0: Chris Mason from CNHI Sports Boston. He's covered the Red Sox in New York tonight. Chris, thank you very much for taking some time out with us. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, thanks, yeah. man.
0: See you later. That's Chris Mason from CNHI Sports Boston here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios across the MBR radio network.